0: Welcome to the Sports Business Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Berger. You can find the Sports Business Radio Podcast 15 years, over 600 episodes featuring conversations with the biggest names in sports like David Stern, Pete Carroll, Chris Everett, Jeannie Buss, Michael Vick, Andre Iguodala, Mark Cuban, Tom Rinaldi, Charles Barkley, Jack Nicholas, Lindsey Vaughn, Eric Spolstra, Aaron Rodgers, and Steve Nash on iTunes or at sportsbusinessradio.com. Subscribe, rate and review the Sports Business Radio podcast on iTunes and everyone who posts a review on iTunes will be eligible to be selected to join us in our studio audience at one of our Sports Business Radio roadshows presented by Boingo. And we're also on Spotify now, so you can find us there. Follow us in between podcasts on Twitter at Radio. We've been named a Top 50 Followed by Forbes.com for three consecutive years. And on Instagram at Sports Business Radio. Well, thanks for joining us on this edition of Sports Business Radio, a jam-packed edition for you. Lots of information to share with you about NBA Free Agency. Also, an inspiring guest, Kevin Atlas, the first player missing a limb to play NCAA Division One basketball. He earned a scholarship with the Manhattan College Jaspers. Just an incredible story. One of those stories that you listen to and if you think, you know, that you've overcome things or you're having a bad day, you listen to Kevin Atlas's story and what an inspiring human being he is. He's doing amazing things to impact our youth. Uh, and he's got a book coming out. So we will share that conversation with Kevin Atlas later in our show. I'm joined in studio. By our executive producer, Brian Griggs. Griggs, how are you?
1: Feeling a lot better, uh, last week under the weather, so. You were a, in sick bay. I was in sick bay, and it's amazing. You think about how much happens in a week. You think about when you miss a week. Man. We, we got lots to cover. We have lots to cover, so let's dig right into it.
0: And we're gonna go heavy NBA this week, cause there's so much going on, and You know, obviously that's kind of the world I come from as a former Portland Trailblazer employee, uh, and someone who's very tied into the NBA. Also, as you listen to all the information we're going to share with you today, keep in mind that we're based in Portland, Oregon, so we're very plugged into the shoe companies here as well. All right. Some headlines. First, the Raptors win the NBA finals. It's kind of old news by now, but huge for the country of Canada. Huge for Toronto, who had knocked on that door so many times and finally broke down the door. You look back and Griggs, the Kawhi Leonard trade was a stroke of genius from Masai Ujiri. And the other thing is, how does Masai Ujiri not win NBA executive of the year? Nothing against, uh, John Hurst, who won it for the Milwaukee Bucks, but he literally pushed all of his chips into the middle of the table. Masai did, and said, I'm gambling on this one season with Kawhi Leonard, that he's going to come back healthy, and that he's going to help us get over the hump and win a championship. It worked, and I know that this is voted on before the postseason, but my gosh, if Masai didn't win it this year, is he ever going to win it?
1: Yeah, I don't know, because you're right. I mean, what a year to go from taking Toronto from where they were to getting Kawhi and everything he put into that team, and now they're champions. It's crazy.
0: Now, the other thing with the finals, as much as, you know, everyone wanted to say how great Toronto played, which they did, and they were, you know, the better team, you also wonder what would have happened if the Warriors were at full strength? What happens if Kevin Durant plays that entire series? What happens if Clay Thompson doesn't go down in game six? And now, Griggs, if you're the Warriors looking forward, There's all kinds of unanswered questions, right? You've got Kevin Durant, who we'll get into this in a minute, but he's not coming back to the Warriors. You've got Clay Thompson, who I think will return, but both of them are going to miss significant time next year. Catastrophic injuries that will keep them out for a lengthy amount of time. It's not like they tweaked an ankle. Uh, ACL for Clay, Torn Achilles for KD. So we'll get into that all in a little bit but you know you it's funny when you have these dynasties sometimes they kind of fizzle sometimes you trade out of them you see players getting older and you trade them before the end of their time like the Celtics did with Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett um other times you hang on to them too long like the Celtics did with Larry Bird and uh Kevin McHale and uh Robert Parrish. and then sometimes the dynasty ends for you because of catastrophic injuries and with this it came to a screeching halt because when you lose Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson in a series if you're going up a team against a team the caliber of Toronto you're probably not going to win
1: yeah i think the the clay was the last straw i think the warriors showed they could play they could compete without durant um and even though i they still think they probably would have lost the series with clay but as soon as clay went down you just saw the the energy in the building just, and the, and the team just kind of went, you know, and it was just too much to overcome. And I mean, you're losing two all-stars on your starting five in the playoffs. That's, uh, that's a tough one to overcome for sure. Well, and that was the last
0: game in the Oracle. They'll move into their new, uh, Chase Center, the spanking new arena, and they might be moving in with Steph Curry and some G-Leaguers and, you know, Draymond Green. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see. How the Warriors do going forward. But the other thing that's happened now, Griggs, is because of the catastrophic injuries to KD and to Clay, and the fact that KD is going to move on from the Warriors, now the window opens for everyone else. Before it was like, oh, the Warriors are so far out in front of everyone else. Can we catch the Warriors? Houston Rockets, everything they've done has been about catching the Warriors. Couldn't catch the Warriors. Now the window opens up because the, you know, the big dynasty has crumbled. So one of the teams that has stepped in and said, we're going for it now, especially while LeBron James has two years left on his contract. He's probably got two or three more years in his prime. The Lakers, the Lakers have traded for Anthony Davis. Much, you know, conversation around that. It's been rumored for a long time. And here's the haul that David Griffin, who has been like a savant since he took over the Pelicans a couple months ago. Here's what the Pelicans got for one Anthony Davis. Okay. Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, the number eight pick, which turned into Jackson Hayes from Texas, the big rim running center, great defensive player, the number 17 pick, which turned into Nikhil Alexander-Walker, the number 35 pick Marcos Luisa Silva, a 2020 protected first round pick, a 2021 protected first round pick, a 2023 unprotected pick, and a 2024 unprotected first round pick. Holy cow. You want to talk about getting value for one player? The Pelicans extracted maximum value. And you look at, you know, some of the other trades of the past, like Kawhi Leonard last year was DeMar DeRozan and uh, another player. What David Griffin got for Anthony Davis, I don't think we've ever seen this kind of a haul for a superstar player.
1: Yeah, you wonder, I mean, because there was so much build up for this trade, too. You knew it was coming months and months ahead, too. You wonder if that kind of helped build that, too. But it's just, you know, you're going to the Lakers. It's LeBron. It's L.A. It's a massive market. And, uh yeah, I mean, I think New Orleans, <laughs> they definitely took a haul. It's like they got two teams out of it.
0: Yeah. I mean, you basically got a starting lineup. Obviously, you're adding Zion Williamson, the number one pick in the draft to this lineup. The other thing that you do if you're New Orleans is you would have had this cloud of controversy hanging over the start of your season as Zion is coming in. What's Anthony Davis going to do? Are we going to trade him? Is Anthony Davis sulking? Are you going to sit him? All of these things would have been hanging over the organization's head. Now, clean slate. It's Zion's team. It's Drew Holliday's team. Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, you add some really good pieces to this team. They have lots of cap flexibility, and your cupboard is stocked with draft picks, not only your own, but all the draft picks I just read to you in the future. So you are set as a franchise for the next five years if you make the right decisions and if you add the right free agents. But David Griffin has set them up for success going forward. Now, the flip side of this for the Lakers... I absolutely understand why they made this trade. Anthony Davis is a superstar. He's in his prime. He's 27 years old. And this was as much about LeBron James and changing the narrative, not only with him, but with your fans and your sponsors, as it was anything else. They need to be championship quality now. They couldn't wait another year or two. Free agents... Nope you cannot guarantee that you're gonna get free agents. you had to make a trade you had to go out and get your guy and this was an expensive price but if you're the Lakers now the narrative has changed. They're not talking about you know what a dysfunctional organization you are Rob Palenka, Jeannie Bus, Magic Johnson, all of these things now the storyline is Anthony Davis is coming here LeBron James is here can they bring another? a lister to LA and then they're gonna have to fill out their roster with uh some veterans minimum guys and some smaller contracts because they're paying all their money to Anthony Davis and to LeBron James. But in LeBron James's window, Griggs, you had to do this trade now. You could not waste Another season while LeBron is on the clock
1: for sure, yeah, and I think um, it's just going to be fun. This is what we've talked about before. The NBA is so fun when even the off season. It's just as exciting as the regular season because you just every year something happens, kind of like this, where there's a new team building or there's a huge trade or you know all this stuff injuries, and this is what makes it exciting. I mean, I can't I can't wait now. The Lakers are must see TV again, and if they pick up another the third piece to it, it's like look out, LA's back.
0: Well, and don't forget, the Lakers have a three billion dollar. TV deal, not million, billion dollar TV deal. This isn't as much a TV show as it is a basketball team. And LeBron brought you great ratings last year. Now LeBron and Anthony Davis, the ratings are going to go through the roof. TV partners happy, sponsors happy, Anthony Davis and Clutch happy. Clutch represents AD and LeBron. And make no mistake, Rob Polinka and Jeannie Buss aren't going to be the recruiters this summer of free agents and other players to come play on this team. It's going to be LeBron and Anthony Davis saying, come play with us, come win a ring, ding-dong, the witch is dead, the Warriors are not winning next year, the window is open, let's go get it. And when you have players the caliber of LeBron and Anthony Davis recruiting you, a lot of players are going to say yes to
1: that. Yeah, like the two best recruiters you can get. I mean, how, you knock, 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 who's here? LeBron and AD, come play for us, right? <laughs> and we're in LA. I mean, why not? Yeah, <laughs> jeez. And by the way, do you want to be in Space Jam too? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Auditions today,
0: right? We'll get you a cameo. There's a few spots left, and if you come play here, we might be able to <laughs> find a, but it, but it, That's all, folks. <laughs> nice for you somewhere exactly. in, in the movie. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back after this. When it comes to stadiums and arenas, every sports pro knows wireless wins. And when it comes to the best wireless technology for your venue, look no further than Boingo Wireless. Boingo is the largest operator of indoor wireless networks in the U.S., providing state-of-the-art Wi-Fi and cellular services that power amazing fan experiences. And Boingo makes keeping your stadium connected easy today and in the future. Thinking about 5G? Boingo's expert team helps you carry the ball through a complex technology landscape to deliver wireless solutions that will delight fans and deepen loyalty season after season. Here's another kicker Boingo is simply the best connected experience for your business. With Boingo, stadiums and arenas enjoy unique operating efficiencies, revenue opportunities, and digital insights into their fan base. That's a win win. Boingo works with major league sports venues like Soldier Field, Vivint Smart Home Arena, State Farm Arena, and university stadiums like University of Louisville and K-State. Our thanks to Boingo for their continued support of Sports Business Radio. We're excited to showcase how technology is changing the business of sports. If you would like more information on Boingo Wireless, visit boingo.com or email sports at boingo.com. Now, back to Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. So, you know, the Lakers definitely on the upswing. Even if they don't go out and get another marquee free agent, I think they have enough to at least make the playoffs and, you know, they can get creative going forward. But I think they're going to add another quality piece or two. They have, this is what one of the things that's kind of odd with how they did this deal. It's going to get executed July 6th. So because of that, instead of having $32 million in cap space to go sign another max player, they're going to have somewhere in the 19 to $23 million range. That's not enough to get you another max player. So is there another player who is going to take a pay cut? Is it a Jimmy Butler? Is it a Kemba Walker? Is it a D'Angelo Russell? Is it someone like that who's going to say, you know what? I want to win a ring. I want to go play with LeBron and AD, and I want to live in L.A., I'll take less money to go play with those guys, and I'll do a short contract. I'll sign for two or three years. Hopefully, we can win a ring or two, and then I'll become a free agent again, and I'll get paid more money, but I want to win. So we'll see if that kind of scenario uh, happens. Other news, Al Horford has opted out of his deal with the Celtics. This is interesting, Griggs, because a year ago, everyone talked about how the Celtics were the team to beat in the East, They were set for the next five years with Kyrie, Gordon Hayward, Al Horford, Jason Tatum, young roster. Danny Angel was a genius. Brad Stevens was the best coach in the NBA. And now that thing has ended as quickly as the Warriors. And, by the way, they didn't win a title during their run, which was all of one year. And to me, when Kyrie Irving leaves, you can go, well, Kyrie's an interesting dude. You know, maybe he's a spoiled brat. He, he left, but when Al Horford leaves too, that tells me there's dysfunction within the Celtics organization and Horford didn't want to be a part of it going forward. It also tells me when you're opting out of $30 million for a longer contract, supposedly he has a multi-year, hundred plus million dollar contract on the table from someone. I think it's Dallas, but we'll see. Um, you know he wants security over multi years. He's in his thirties now. But what has happened is Boston is 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 stunning as anywhere in the league because you thought they were set up for the next few years, and now who knows what their future holds.
1: Yeah, I think it's kind of like like you said, the Warriors. There, those two teams have kind of you saw them, yeah, less so for the Celtics, but peaked. Quickly and then started diving off. And you know, Hayward, he didn't have the year coming back from the injury. He obviously didn't return like he was when he got traded to Boston. So it's just an interesting, uh, I think Boston, I think you're right. I think there's some front office. There's something in there with Horford because he's such a true guy and I think he's such a guy that wants to be loyal and for him to drop like that, I think there's something else going on and I think they're going to continue to unravel this, this coming season.
0: All right. Here's the part of the show that you want to hear the most. We're going to talk NBA free agency. I am very plugged in. If you've listened to who my guests on this show have been, whether it's owners, agents, shoe executives, and players themselves, I have been working my network to try and get a grasp for you on what's going to happen starting this Sunday with NBA free agency 2019. Before I reveal what I have learned, let me give you some raw numbers. I'm going to give you the contract lengths and the amount of money that each of the main free agents can sign so you can see the difference in if they sign with their own team versus going and sign with another team. All right, let's start with Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, if he re-signs with the Warriors, five years, $221 million, super max deal. If he signs with a new team other than the Warriors, four years, $164 million. Griggs, a difference of $57 million million. dollars. Okay, We'll get into this in a minute with Durant. Kawhi Leonard, five years, 190 if he stays in Toronto. Four years, 140 if he goes to a new team like the Clippers, so a $50 million pay cut. Jimmy Butler, same thing. Five years, 190 if he stays in Philadelphia. Four years, 140 if he goes to a new team. Klay Thompson, he didn't make one of the all-NBA teams. He's not eligible for the Supermax. 5 years 190 is the most he can get if he goes to a new team, 4 years 140. Kyrie Irving also 5 years 190 if he stays with Boston, 4 years 140 if he goes to a new team. Kemba Walker did make one of the All-NBA teams. He's eligible for the Supermax, 5 years 221 million dollars with Charlotte, and don't believe any of the things about a discount. His agent's not going to let him take a discount in Charlotte or four years, 140, with a new team. So he, like Kevin Durant, do the math on that. You're leaving $81 million on the table if you're Kemba Walker and you don't go back to Charlotte and you go to a different team. That is more money than any other free agent, including Kevin Durant. We told you $57 million. Tobias Harris, five years, 190, four years, 140, with a new team. Chris Middleton, the same. D'Angelo Russell, five years, 158 if he signs in Brooklyn, four years, 117 if he goes to a new team, and then Kristaps Porzingis, five years, 158 if he signs in Dallas, four years, 117 if you go to a new team. Now, you can obviously do shorter deals, right? You can do two-year deals, three-year deals, but here's the thing I'll tell you. If you look at the injury history of Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, Klay Thompson, Kyrie Irving. If I'm their agent, I'm advising all of them to take the maximum amount of money that you can get, whether you're staying with your team or signing with the new team, or if you can do a sign and trade. Because with my injury history, I want as much guaranteed money as I can get. And if it turns out you're not happy with that team, you can always force a trade. We've seen Anthony Davis do it now, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. Get your money. This isn't the NFL where the money's not guaranteed. The NBA gives you a gift of guaranteed money. If you get hurt and you miss a season like Kevin Durant's going to you next year, you're still getting 100% of your guaranteed money. That is a gift. It's an advantage in the NBA for the players. If you don't seize that, you're leaving money on the table. I get the whole mobility versus security thing. LeBron James has wanted to be mobile so he signed these one, two, three-year deals, short-term deals, so he can control where he goes. And he can also hold the franchise's feet to the fire, saying, if you don't surround me with better players, I'm leaving. But the players I just mentioned to you who all have injury histories, you've got to grab the bag. You have to get your money. All right, Griggs, I'm going to tell you now who the top three agents were. According to my sources, they're going to sign, but then we're going to play a game called Who Breaks It? And we're going to decide who's going to break the news. And the options are, it could be the player breaking it on their own social media platforms. It could be the player using a site like the Players Tribune to break their news. We've seen Kobe and Kevin Durant make announcements there. It could be a media outlet. Coming home in Sports Illustrated, like LeBron did. Or it could be a Woj Bomb, or Shams, or Chris Haynes, or someone who breaks news in the NBA. So let's start with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, because I want to talk about them together for a minute. And I've got really good intel here on both of them. First of all, I can tell you, unequivocally, Kyrie Irving is not going back to Boston. The only way he would sign a contract with Boston is if it's in a sign-and-trade scenario so he can maximize his value. He is not going back to Boston. Kevin Durant is not going back to Golden State. The only way he signs with Golden State is in a sign-and-trade scenario so he can keep the $57 million extra and then get traded. It's a two-team race for these two guys. It's the Brooklyn Nets. And it's the New York Knicks. And here's the thing that it gets complicated. Both teams, the Knicks and the Nets, they want Kevin Durant first. And this is remarkable, Griggs. Here's a guy who's going to miss all of next season. You're basically redshirting him and you're going to pay him 40 plus million dollars. That's how badly you want him. That you're going to pay him to rehab. Okay. Both teams want Kevin Durant. The Nets aren't sure if they want Kyrie by himself. So if KD doesn't come with Kyrie, there's a chance the Nets don't take Kyrie by himself. The Knicks want the KD-Kyrie package. Now, both teams could execute a sign-and-trade. If you're looking at assets, Golden State probably can get more from the Knicks who have young players future draft picks than they can get from the Nets, who you might get a draft pick or two, but they don't have nearly the assets. So if Kevin Durant goes to Golden State and says, look, I'm leaving, I will do a sign and trade because I want my $57 million more, but I want to go to the Knicks, then Golden State's going to have to do that because they want to get something for him instead of losing him for nothing, right? Right. And the win for KD is he gets $57 million extra. Same thing with New Jersey. So really, Kevin Durant holds the cards here. Now, here's where things get complicated. This is the layer of complication, Griggs. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, and I know this for a fact, have talked for two plus years about playing together. They've played on the USA Olympic team together. They want to play together in the NBA. This has been a dream of theirs. They have talked about this many, many nights. They're very good friends, and they want this to happen. Okay? But Rich Kleiman, who worked with Kevin Durant, is in KD's ear, and he's saying certain things to KD. Kyrie Irving is over here saying other things to KD. So if you're Kevin Durant, are you going to say, playing with Kyrie trumps all, whether I lose out on $57 million or not, Or am I going to listen to Rich Kleiman, and I think Rich wants to direct KD to the Knicks? Rich has been on this show before as a professed lifelong Knicks fan. That's where things are going to get interesting. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back after this. One word you wouldn't typically associate with a dress shirt is comfort. However, the folks over at Mizzen in Maine are changing this. Their shirts are incredibly comfortable. Mizzen in Maine makes dress shirts for men that fixes everything that's ever been wrong with shirts for so long. Their shirts breathe, stretch, and wick away moisture. It's like athletic wear disguised as a dress shirt, making them great for travel. They've taken the hassle out of looking great through wrinkle resistance and the ability to wash your shirts at home. No more last-minute ironing. No more after-work trips to the dry cleaner. It's a shirt that's worked for thousands of customers, including hundreds of professional athletes like J.J. Watt and Phil Mickelson. Head over to MizzeninMaine.com and use promo code SBR to get $10 off your dress shirt. That's MizzeninMaine.com, code SBR. I can tell you one thing. I'll be wearing Main dress shirts at all future sports business radio roadshows and sports PR summit events. I can't wait. Now back to sports business radio with Brian Berger. I can assure you that Kevin Durant is going to wind up with Brooklyn or the New York Knicks. It's not going to be anywhere else. It's not going to be the Clippers. It's not the Lakers. He's not going back to Golden State. Kyrie Irving has moved everything to Brooklyn. Okay. He is putting down roots in Brooklyn. I know this for a fact. He wants to play in Brooklyn. But where things get interesting is, if Brooklyn says, we don't want you, Kyrie, because you're not bringing KD, then where does Kyrie go? If KD goes to the Knicks, then Kyrie goes to the Knicks. If that doesn't happen, then, you know, where does Kyrie go? Does he go to the Lakers? I don't think so, because he's put down roots in Brooklyn. You want to stay close to home. He's got East Coast roots. He's from New Jersey. So, again... I think it's Brooklyn or it's the Knicks. It's going to come down to if the Knicks can execute a sign-and-trade and and get KD as $57 million extra, I think that puts them in the driver's seat. And I think Kyrie goes a little begrudgingly because he'd rather play for the Nets than the Knicks with KD to the Knicks. Okay. Other than that, the two of them are playing for Brooklyn next year. By the way, Brooklyn is the betting favorite to land KD and Kyrie. Okay so I've told you a lot there but you can take this to the bank they will not go back to the Celtics or the Warriors the only way they sign deals there is in sign and trade scenarios. Gregs what do you think of that?
1: That is a lot of good information first of in good research and uh yeah it's I think I think if you see them both, well, I mean, it's going to change the, the East Coast teams too. I mean, either New York, either Brooklyn or New York is going to get better instantly. Obviously. Even with KD out for a year, it's still going to be, he's still got years in him, I think. I think he's going to be a good player, uh, in, in 20, whatever it is, 2020, 21. So, uh, yeah, it, it again, the off season is so fun. And, and I know you've said like, like, uh, Kyrie's putting roots in Brooklyn. So I know that's where he wants to play. So we'll see, uh, we'll see what kind of, you know, I'm assuming they're talking. Katie and, and Kyrie are talking. They I'm assuming. Are. So they are. It'd be interesting to see where those conversations go. It'd be fun to be uh, a fly on the wall and see what they're talking about and where they want to settle. So it's, it's fun. Who knows? Kevin Durant's going to have to make a hard decision. Yeah. Again, is he going to listen to
0: Rich and Is he going to listen to Kyrie? Is everything going to work out, you know, the way? I don't know that he's going to be able to make both of those people happy. It's probably going to be one or the other. Yeah. Cause again, I think Kyrie wants to play in Brooklyn with Katie. I think Katie, if he listens to Rich Kleiman, is leaning towards New York. But the Knicks are going to have to execute a sign and trade with Golden State because I think Brooklyn's the leader in the clubhouse right now. Yeah. But the way that New York puts itself in front of Brooklyn is if they say Katie, we're going to get you fifty-seven million dollars extra. Yeah. Now here's something I haven't even mentioned yet, and this is not to be underestimated. There's a very special secret weapon that the Nets have. Dr. Martin O'Malley. You may go, well, who the heck is this guy? (laughs) He is the orthopedic specialist who not only operated on Katie's ruptured Achilles tendon earlier this month, but he also performed surgery on his broken foot four years ago. If you care about the medical staff, and I know Katie does, do you go to the Nets Because you say, hey, their team doctor is my doctor. This is someone I trust. Much like we saw Kawhi go to Toronto because he trusted their medical staff, trusted the surgeons, trusted the fact that they did maintenance, load maintenance for him. They sat him a quarter of the games. If you're Kevin Durant and that is super important to you, is Dr. Martin O'Malley, who you know well, Who's performed your two most important surgeries of your career Who happens to be the Nets team doctor Is that important to you?
1: Yeah, and I think as soon as he had that injury And I saw he flew out to New York I'm like, that's interesting Just because New York's in, in, the, bub- in the bubble of talks And now he's got the doctor performing the surgery again um, And I think KD has a small, small bubble of people that he trusts Like, it's a small window And I think having a doctor he trusts like that Could be something that really plays on the table for sure especially as he's getting older, because health in the NBA is huge. I mean, it's money, it's health. Those are the two I think those guys think about all the time. So I think having your doctor being right there that you trust and has done well for him, I think it's a big play. Now, it doesn't mean that
0: he can't have that same doctor if he's playing for the Knicks. No, yeah. But he's the Nets team doctor, and it's worth noting. Obviously, he's playing for the Warriors right now, And he had this doctor perform his surgery, even though that doctor is the Nets team doctor. Right. So he could still play for the Knicks and have this guy be his doctor. But it is worth noting that he is currently the Nets doctor. Here's another interesting element to this story, Griggs. DeAndre Jordan is amongst Kevin Durant's best friends in the NBA. DeAndre Jordan played last season, or half of last season, for the New York Knicks. Royal Ivy is a special assistant for the Knicks, also one of Kevin Durant's best friends in the NBA. They have been heavily recruiting KD for the Knicks. But DeAndre Jordan happens to be a free agent now. And guess who is using DeAndre Jordan as a recruiting tool for Kevin Durant? Both the Knicks and the Nets. And I'm told Kyrie Irving has been recruiting DeAndre Jordan to the Nets. So you could have a scenario where the Nets say, all right, KD and Kyrie, we're giving you max deals. And by the way, DeAndre Jordan, because you helped us get KD here, we're going to give you a deal too. And the Knicks would do the same thing, right? They would gladly pay DeAndre Jordan for his recruitment of Kevin Durant. So that's an interesting element to this whole thing, too, is which current players, which current coaches that have relationships with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are being utilized in order to recruit them to the Knicks or the Nets?
1: Yeah, I think it's amazing, too, in the NBA. I think these players, it's a small world they definitely are talking amongst themselves they are best buds they're hanging out off season they're hanging out at you know whenever they're always together they're always texting they're always hanging out and i think that really plays a huge role if you get a friend a buddy of some a teammate you love that's going to come here hey i'm going to come here why don't you come here blah 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 that you know those talks are going on, and the recruit like we talked about with LeBron and and uh, and uh, AD, the recruiting process is big time in those players. Well,
0: and it all starts in the AAU culture, right? Like these guys play together in AAU, and they're like, "Hey, this NBA now is an extension of this. We sure. played together in AAU. We want to play together someday in the NBA." So when they can control their own fate, like Katie and Kyrie are in the position to do now, this may be their only opportunity to say, "You know what." We don't have to worry about executing a trade like LeBron had to do to get Anthony Davis to the Lakers. We're both unrestricted free agents. We can sign with whoever we want. Let's try and make this happen. And that's why there's some urgency to it. I think when you have injuries like K D has and like Kyrie has had, you also kind of see like the fragility of the NBA. And, you know, there's no guarantee that in five, ten years you're you're still playing. So, in summary, on KD and Kyrie, it's a two-team race. It's the Knicks, it's the Nets. I think the Nets are the leader in the clubhouse, and they're trying to pull off the KD, Kyrie, DeAndre, Jordan trifecta. Thanks, DJ, for helping us get KD. Um, but the Knicks can trump the Nets if they can pull off a more attractive trade with Golden State, a sign-in trade, and trade Kevin Knox, Mitchell Robinson. They've got the draft picks they acquired from Dallas and the Porzingis trade. They've got R.J. Barrett. Now they've got some more enticing trade pieces than the Nets have. And if they can say Golden State, we'll do a sign-in trade with you. And then the Knicks can say to KD, KD, play with us. The Knicks are the varsity team. The Nets are the JV team. And by the way, $57 million extra. And when you're coming off of this kind of an injury, $57 million is a lot of money, even to Kevin Durant. So if you can give him $57 million extra, I think now the Knicks become the leader in the clubhouse. So it's going to be interesting. But based on all of the intel I have gathered and shared with you today... I think it's a two-team race. It's the Knicks and the Nets for KD and Kyrie. They all want KD first. Kyrie is part of the package. If they can get them together, wonderful. Now, Gregs, who's going to break this news? Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant, I think, is going to break his own news. Last time he went to the Warriors, he used the Players' Tribune. We saw when he just had surgery, he put it on Instagram. Yep. He has a YouTube channel. I think these athletes now are like, you know what? Why not dra- drive the traffic to my own personal platform? Sure. Why am I utilizing a third-party platform? I think he's going to break the news on his own platform. Exact
1: same thing. As soon as you said that, I'm like, yep, I think uh, it could be another Players' Tribune, something like that. I definitely agree. It's ten- He's going to do his own.
0: So Chris Haynes is very tied into the Warriors. Obviously Woj, Shams. But I just see KD breaking this on his yeah. own platforms. Kyrie also someone who uses Instagram a lot. And if you've been watching Kyrie's Instagram, the tea leaves have been telling you, Brooklyn, 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 Brooklyn. Pretty apparent. He's been renting an apartment in New York, which has ramped up the Knicks speculation, (laughs) but he's only renting that until the house he bought in New Jersey is ready. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, he wants to be a net. Yeah. But if that doesn't work out, because they say, Kyrie... If you don't bring KD, then we're not interested in you. Then he may go play with KD with the Knicks, okay? But I think both of them are going to break their own stories. I don't see someone else breaking it. I don't see them utilizing a Sports Illustrated, ESPN, Players' Tribune platform for that. Let's continue down the list. We've talked KD. We've talked Kyrie. Kawhi. Kawhi is one of the prizes out there, too two-time NBA Finals MVP, still in the prime of his career, showed that he could lift a team on his back and carry them all the way to a championship. This is a two-team race. This is Toronto, who can offer him $50 million more. He knows their medical staff. He knows that roster. He knows they will work with him on load maintenance he knows exactly what he's getting himself into, and he saw how rabid not only a city but a country was when the Raptors won a championship. And, again, because of the demise of the Warriors, who's to say they can't repeat? Siakam's going to get better. Lowry's going to be there uh, for at least one more year. Danny Green, like, you know what that is. The flip side is the Lakers. You can never, or not the Lakers, the Clippers. You can never underestimate Jerry West. This is a guy who, much like Pat Riley, if you get into a room with him, he's really convincing. And he's convinced Kobe Bryant. He's convinced Shaq. He's convinced some great players. Does he have one more magic trick left where he can get Kawhi in a room? Kawhi is from Southern California. They can say to Kawhi, we'll pair another player of your choice next to you, because we have another max slot. But Kawhi has to accept $50 million less. Taxes in California are ridiculous. But I guess when you're making that kind of money, who cares? So is healthcare. (laughs) Exactly. So this is going to come down to lifestyle, which he may prefer Southern California. He's bought a house in Southern California. To Toronto, Or, you know what you have in Toronto, and they can pay you $50 million more. I think at the end of the day, the Clippers will make a compelling pitch to him. I think he goes back to Toronto. And it could be a short deal, two years. And then he says, all right, we'll see what happens in two more years. But I still think there's a little bit of a window in Toronto to repeat. And, Griggs, we have never seen a marquee player, leave an NBA champion to go sign somewhere else as a free agent. They've always stuck around for at least one more year to defend the championship. I just can't see Kawhi leaving yet. He may leave in the future, but I think he's got at least one more year in Toronto.
1: I agree. I think he's he's riding that high right now. Toronto is feeling good. Um, he's got the whole nation around him. Um, but at the same time, Toronto is kind of you know, kind of quote off the grid where I think he likes that vibe. Cause he's, he's more of a quiet guy. You know, I think he kind of, you move into LA and all of a sudden you're everywhere. I think he can kind of hide out up there a little bit easier. It fits his vibe. And yeah, you've, you've got pieces coming back where why not a repeat? Why not? Cause you're going to have new teams in the East that with the KD stuff who they're yeah. going to be getting used to new players. They're going to be building a whole new teams around them. They could easily get in there and be in the finals again. And you know, with the West being going to be different with Golden State being probably not in it. Um, yeah, I think, I think I agree with you. I think he stays up there for at least another year, maybe two.
0: I also think just like the Nets are the JV team to the Knicks in New York, the Clippers are the JV team to the Lakers. And you've got LeBron and Anthony Davis. The Clippers, they're just never going to resonate like the Lakers do. So now, you know, you can take on that challenge of trying to break through and become the team in LA. I just don't see it happening. And, I would take the known. And like I've said several times on this show, if you're Kawhi and you missed basically an entire season two years ago in San Antonio, take the five years, take the one ninety, take the most you can get, take advantage of the $50 million extra in Toronto. And if you need to force a trade in a few years, force a trade. You already did it once in San Antonio, but grab the bag, take the money that is guaranteed. And then if you do get hurt. You're covered. I think Chris Haynes breaks his story. Chris Haynes, Yahoo Sports, very tied into Uncle Dennis, <laughs> who is basically orchestrating everything with Kawhi.
1: Um, I I think that's what happens. What do you think? Do you well, think this is a Woj bomb? I think, back to Kyrie, I didn't get an answer. I think Kyrie is, is Haynes. And, oh, you think Kyrie is And Haynes? I think okay. Woj is, uh, is Kawhi. Ky- okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah.
0: Okay, so I've got Katie and and Kyrie breaking on their own platforms right. first before we hear anywhere else, and then I've got Kawhi being broken by Chris Haynes. Cool. Okay. Now, these next two are, are relatively easy. Klay Thompson signs a max deal, goes back to Golden State. I, I just don't see another scenario. Unless he's lost faith in the medical staff in Golden State, and he's like, I don't want them to do my rehab. He stays there, and he takes more money, and he signs a deal. He loves playing with Steph. He's a fellow Splash brother. I don't think he wants to break that up. So that's a pretty easy one. Uh, That's probably either Chris Haynes or Woj. Chris Haynes is very tied in in the Bay Area. So I'm going to go Chris Haynes again. Yeah, I was
1: going to say ESPN or, or Haynes will take that one for sure.
0: All right, next, Jimmy Butler. I think if Jimmy Butler, who's always kind of felt slighted, is offered a max deal by Philadelphia, and keep in mind, $50 million more than anyone else can pay him, I think he takes it. I also think that Philadelphia is not going to sign both Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler. So if he sees that, hey, here's a max deal for me, and I've always wanted the max deal, and by the way, he's a guy who's had some injuries too and he's felt slighted, if someone gives him a max deal, in this case Philadelphia, I think he's going to take it. And I think he sees that Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid are a good core. They could compete there. I think he stays in Philadelphia. Now, I've heard some rumblings that if they don't offer him a max deal, Philadelphia, and he feels slighted, that he'll go for less money to the Lakers. Hmm. And he's one of those guys that could be recruited by... LeBron and AD to come play and help us win a ring in Lakerland. Um, I think Philadelphia gets it done, so my prediction is Philadelphia max deal. If they offer a max deal, Butler stays. If they offer anything less than max,
1: I think he goes to the Lakers. What do you think? I agree too. I think he sees potential up there. I think Philly was competitive this year. I think they had a team that they were still trying to figure out their their top five, you know, their starting five. And I think uh, Butler, with a max deal in his pocket, will say, okay, I'm here, let's make this team flow and uh get better. And I think they can, so I think he's staying there. Okay,
0: and I say Woj breaks that news.
1: Well, I think ESPN, uh probably Woj or uh, Windhorst or one of those guys. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right, last one that we're going to do on the NBA free agency game. Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker, as we told you, is eligible for a five-year, $221 million Supermax deal because he made one of the all-NBA teams. If he didn't, he would have been like Klay Thompson, five years, 190. If Kemba Walker signs with anyone other than Charlotte, he's leaving $81 million on the table. That is an enormous amount of money and more than any other free agent would be leaving on the table. Now, Charlotte hasn't offered him the Supermax. So Michael Jordan, who is notoriously cheap and the owner of the Hornets, might say, you know what? I barely earned 221 in my entire career, and I am the GOAT. <laughs> I have a real hard time paying Kemba Walker 221 I can see that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I could easily see it. And then Kemba, who did like an off-the-cuff interview a couple weeks ago, basically said, eh, I want to stay in Charlotte and I'll give him a hometown discount. His (laughs) agent had to have fallen out of his chair (laughs) and said, what? The agent will not let him leave money on the table. So I think if... Charlotte offers the Supermax 5 years, 221, it's a no-brainer Kemba is grabbing it and playing the rest of his career in Charlotte uh, if they don't offer him the full max, let's say they say, well, we're only going to give you 190, we're not going to honor that Supermax or we're going to give you 200 but Kemba, we're going to go out and sign other free agents and put people around you and that's when I think Kemba could be in play for the Knicks, the Nets, the Lakers. And we'll see.
1: $81 million is a big amount of chunk of money for that. So I don't know. Uh Kemba's one of my favorite players, too. And I think he's another one that... You, I mean, we're on the West Coast. We don't see Charlotte ever. It's like you never even hear about Kemba, hardly. But I think he... uh I think that's <laughs> funny about Jordan, too. I could totally see Jordan not wanting to pay him because of the, the how much money that is. Right. So, yeah, it's interesting... Um I think he stays. I think he signs, clo- like you're saying, close to the max, maybe 200, and we'll bring part. We'll bring players around you, something yeah. like that. I think that's what will happen. I think he breaks the news on his own platform. Okay, I think
0: that's a Woj bomb. The oh. hell, <laughs> uh, I say. Like I said, if they offer him the super max or anywhere close, I think he stays in Charlotte. I think he likes Charlotte genuinely. Yeah, yeah I think so. Um, and he wants to carry a team on his back. But if he feels slighted, or his agent feels slighted, he could be in play for the Knicks, the Nets, or the Lakers. Because what's going to happen is the Knicks or the Nets are going to lose out on KD Kyrie, right? So now the Kembas, the D'Angelo Russells, uh, the Tobias Harris's they're going to have free agent money to spend. They're going to have to spend it on someone. One of those guys is going to get paid. Right. Because it's going to be the, the plan B option for Knicks, and, Nets, Lakers, Clippers. Right. Like, you know, when when your plan A doesn't come through, all of a sudden, some of these guys were mentioning, if they're plan B options, they might even find themselves getting overpaid. They might get sure. a max deal from a new team because plan A struck out.
1: Yeah, and you don't want to go from losing plan A, say Kyrie and KD, to having nothing. All of a sudden, your team goes for a year of nothing. So I see that happening quickly. The plan B could happen very quickly.
0: All right. So in summary, Kevin Durant, it's either the Knicks or the Nets. I'd say as we record this, the Nets are the leader in the clubhouse. But if the Knicks can convince Golden State to do a sign and trade and get Kevin Durant $57 million extra in the process, I think the Knicks get it done. Kyrie is likely to follow KD wherever he goes but he wants to play in Brooklyn first New York is his second option Kawhi I think he goes back to Toronto the Clippers might get lucky and land him if Jerry West vintage Jerry West gets him in a room and you know pulls one of the you're not leaving this room without signing you know how don't you love when like people negotiate that way they're <laughs> like this is an exploding offer. If you <laughs> leave this room, the offer expires. <laughs> Kawhi will give you the max, but it's an exploding offer. Do not leave the room. <laughs> oh wait, I just got a text from Masai Jerry and, uh, <laughs> yeah. that max deal in Toronto for $50 million more is still in effect. So, uh, but I think he goes to Toronto. Uh, Clay Thompson. Golden State, Jimmy Butler, if he gets the max offer from Philadelphia, which I expect he will, he goes back to Philadelphia. If he doesn't, I think he goes to the Lakers. And then Kemba, boy, you'd be leaving $81 million on the table if you go somewhere else other than signing the Supermax in Charlotte, if that's what they, in fact, are going to offer. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back after this. The Sports Business Radio podcast is brought to you by Blinder. Blinder is what savvy PR managers use in the bedroom or in their car, sometimes on the kitchen table, and especially in the office. Blinder is phone call magic. It lets you connect your media and fans directly to your athletes, coaches, and executives' personal phones without sharing anyone's private information. And you can record or join any call with the click of a button. Remotely control your team's phone interviews Set start and finish times, monitor online or with the Blinder mobile app, and listen to a recording of the call at any time for your complete peace of mind. With Blinder, you're finally in control. The system works globally from any phone line. Scheduling a call takes seconds. Customizable push-button notifications ensure a connection, and no one needs to download anything to make or receive a call. Learn how to start your free trial by visiting blinderhq.com backslash SBRadio. Now we're talking. Now back to Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. All right, I've given you lots of great information, but here's some information that the sneakerheads may find more interesting than anything I've told you. No one else has broken this news yet, so uh, I'll put it out there. Again, I'm in Portland, Oregon, pretty connected to the shoe companies. Everyone wants to know where is Zion Williamson signing his shoe deal. He was the number one pick of the New Orleans Pelicans. We know where he's going to be playing. We know he's with CAA. Griggs, from everyone I've spoken with, Zion Williamson will be signing with the Jordan brand. And unless one of the Chinese shoe companies comes along with an offer that is double or substantially more than what the Jordan brand is offering to Zion Williamson, Zion Williamson will become one of the faces of the Jordan brand, and you can probably expect that announcement in the not-too-distant future.
1: I think he fits the Jordan brand great. I think it's uh, a perfect fit for him, and I think even if one of the you know Chinese uh, shoe companies comes along and pays them more, I think the Jordan brand's so iconic. Why would you, I'd take less and sign with Jordan because it's just iconic. It's Jordan. Why not? Yeah, it's interesting because again, you got to read some tea leaves. Uh, CAA
0: reps Zion. They've done deals with some of the Chinese shoe companies, most notably Dwayne Wade yeah. with Li Ning. Uh, but Dwayne Wade was also with Jordan before he was with Li Ning. So they've got experience doing deals with both companies. Uh, from what I'm told, the pitch with Zion from the Jordan brand went very well. Yeah. It was well received by Zion's camp. Also interesting from the people I spoke with that uh Zion much like Andrew Luck in the NFL a few years ago, his mentality is I need to show what I can do in the NBA on the court and be a brand second. So, you may not see 20 deals from Zion in his rookie year because he doesn't want to send the message that he's all about pipping himself out as a rookie to everyone and anyone. He will be very selective with his deals. He wants to prove himself on an NBA basketball court. And then after his rookie season, he will reevaluate and see, OK, How did I do? What kind of standing do I have with endorsers? And, you know, now I can maybe focus a little bit more on being a brand ambassador. But at the beginning, I really want to focus on what's on the basketball court.
1: I love that too, because I think that, that speaks to his character, which we all have seen that he's a pretty stand up character guy. And that is, that's cool because that's what got him there. It wasn't the deals that got him there. It's hoops that got him there. So go out and play in the NBA. Let's see what you can do and then look at some more deals. So I think that's smart. Two more side notes on this. A, everyone remembers
0: the exploding Nike shoe at Duke, right? So a lot of people thought you know, Nike needs to get him into the fold to show that was a fluke and to show that even though that mishap took place, Zion still has confidence in Nike as a product and as a shoe. Um, they're going to direct him to the Jordan brand from what I've been told, and he will become one of their prominent. Athletes. The other thing, and this is like the obvious thing, but if you walk under the Nike campus like I have in Portland, there is a one million square foot shrine slash building to Coach K. Yeah. Coach K is an iconic Nike guy. Did you really think this was going to turn out another way? <laughs> Come on. So that's not to be underestimated, too, is the Coach K Nike connection. Oh, wink, wink. You need help getting Zion to your company. I think I can help you there. Yeah. So uh, Zion to the Jordan brand soon, from what I've been told, unless a Chinese shoe company comes and just makes a ridiculous offer that's double what Nike slash Jordan has been offering. Uh, a few other things, Griggs. Women's World Cup. U.S. team now in the quarterfinals, they're going to play France, the host country. Uh, really interesting note. The U.S. has never lost a U.S. World Cup game when they score first. (laughs) So if you're watching the rest of the World Cup, if the U.S. scores first, they're pretty much unbeatable. Uh, against France, I think that's going to be super important because you're playing on the home country's turf and you want to establish yourself early in that game. And that's an incredible stat. Um, it's interesting to see what they've done with their lineups. Why was Lindsey Horan on the bench the last game until the 89th minute? I know she had a yellow card. So if she got another one, she would have been suspended for a game, but she's probably your best player. Yeah. That'd be like taking, you know, LeBron James and saying, well, he's one technical away from being suspended. <laughs> You're on the bench. You're on the bench. <laughs> We're going to sit you for the game. Like, no, you tell Lindsey Horan to Cooler Jets and you know, play under control, don't get a yellow card, and you have your best player on the field. They're going to need her on the field, on the pitch, for the rest of the tournament if they're going to win this thing. But it's been really fun to watch them. I, I'm great. totally into women's Oh, World yeah. Cup.
1: The World Cup is, I mean, men's and women's is always fascinating, especially when the u.s. women team is in it because it's it's a it's an all-star team i mean i'm the, far more into the women yeah it's great. because i recognize more of the players Well, yeah and again here in portland i mean half right. the teams coming through portland yeah i mean and it's uh and her hand plays on the on the thorns it's it's pheno- it's phenomenal having that tie watching the game and it's just fun i mean it, the world cup is great and uh it's beautiful france is doing a good job hosting uh, the, the fox is doing great coverage so i love it it's it's a great uh great event
0: all right, last headline, and this is ridiculous. Uh, look, Jeff Passan from ESPN, great baseball reporter, breaks stories all the time, and he's just reporting this, but the Tampa Bay Rays reportedly last week received permission from Major League Baseball's executive council to explore a plan in which they would play home games in both Tampa Bay and Montreal. As part of this plan... Both cities would get new stadiums, yet they'd only be playing half the season in those new stadiums. Griggs, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of in this day and age with stadiums costing what they cost and only being able to play half your games in a stadium. There's no way that the cities or that anyone is going to be on board with this. This is all a power play by Tampa to get a new stadium in Tampa. I think it's a last-ditch effort by the owner uh, to keep them in Tampa with a new stadium. And by the way, the Rays' average attendance, Griggs, check this out, 14,546. It's the second lowest in the majors, only ahead of another Florida team, the Miami Marlins. We are here in Portland, Oregon. The Portland Thorns women's soccer team. The highest attendance of any women's pro sports team in the world. Not America, the world. They average over 20,000 fans a game. They're getting 6,000 more (laughs) fans per game than the Tampa Rays. What do I think happens here long term? Down the road, I think Montreal is going to get another team. And I think it's going to be Tampa. And I think they're going to move... And I just don't see Tampa being able to have a team. But the proposition of a Major League Baseball team playing their home games <laughs> in two different cities, which, by the way, aren't super close, Montreal and Tampa. No, no, And, oh, yes, we'll start the beginning of the year when it's nice and warm in Tampa, and then we'll go to Montreal after, and we're going to pay... You know, tens of millions of dollars, if not billions of dollars to build new facilities in Tampa and Montreal to host this team.
1: Give me a break. You can't even get one group of fans in Tampa right. to fill the stadium. How are you going to get a whole other set in Montreal? It's, it's, that's crazy. That is a really, really weird story. That's funny. Yeah.
0: And look, credit the owner of the race for floating this story out there for Major League Baseball for getting behind him. Yes, we have had these conversations because it's just, putting the feet to Tampa Bay to the fire. Look, yeah. this is your last chance to keep this team. If you can't get them a new stadium, this is what's going to happen. And I think they ultimately moved to Montreal. But it's ridiculous to think that a team would share two cities over the course of an entire season. It's been done before when you knew that a team was playing out the string and they were sure. going to move to another sure. city in the next season. But it's never been done as a permanent solution yeah. that you're going to have a team in two cities. All right. Coming up next, an incredible story. Kevin Atlas, he has overcome adversity. He is achieving success through determination. He's the first player missing a limb to play NCAA Division One basketball, and he did so on scholarship. He's doing some incredible things to motivate young people today. He's got a documentary. He's got a book out. But you have to hear this story. That's coming up next. You're listening to Sports Business Radio.
1: Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. Bringing you the biggest names in sports business.
0: Without further ado, we all know this gentleman. Let's give David Stern a big round of applause. Let's welcome the president of the NCAA, Mark Emmert. Give him a hand. Let's give a big hand to USC alum and co-owner of the Lakers and president of the Lakers, Jeannie Buss.
1: Thank you for having me. What a nice turnout.
2: Thank you so, so much for having me, Brian. It was very, very kind, and I really enjoyed it. Thank you, sir. Sir Charles, how are you? I'm doing
0: good, man. How are you doing this morning? Today's guest is Memphis Grizzlies head coach David Fisdale. You're the man, Barrett. My guest is tennis icon Chris Everett. He was very interesting. You asked great questions, so thank you very much, Brian. Pleased to welcome to the show... Kyrie Irving, the number one pick in the 2011 NBA draft. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm happy to be joined by Pete Carroll, the executive VP of football operations and the head football coach of the Seattle Seahawks. Coach, how are you? Doing good. What's going on? Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban. Mark, thanks for joining me. My
1: pleasure. Visit sportsbusinessradio.com and subscribe to our iTunes podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Stay connected to the business side of sports only with Sports Business Radio.
0: Joining us now on the Blinder guest line is Kevin Atlas. Blinder is the way high-performance teams connect their talent with the media and fans. It lets communications managers provide unprecedented access to their athletes, entertainers, and executives while respecting everyone's privacy and time. Blinder makes phone calls magic. Request a demo today at blinderhq.com backslash sbradio. My guest is Kevin Atlas. You can follow him on Twitter at Kev underscore Atlas or on Instagram at Captain Hook for Life. 6'11 basketball player, the first player missing a limb to play NCAA Division I basketball. He earned a scholarship to Manhattan College. Uh, he's a fellow ginger. I'm a ginger as well. I don't know if you knew that, Kevin. Uh Thanks for joining us on Sports Business Radio. How are you?
2: I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. And, uh, you know, Redhead's got to stick together. We're going extinct. So.
0: Exactly. Uh, we we do have to stick together. <laughs> so I became aware of your story uh, recently, and it's just incredible. Uh, let's start from the beginning. So you were born without a limb. And, you know, you go through life and you have so many critics and doubters what was it inside of you, or who were the people around you that helped motivate you to become great and also earn that scholarship Division One scholarship playing basketball?
2: Yeah, I mean growing up, it was challenging. my arm my left arm uh, ends about six inches below the elbow, so obviously a, a tough time growing up uh, you know being you know, made fun of, bullied, all that, and, and really finding that self-confidence. I think that's such a powerful thing for humans to acquire. It's just confidence in yourself and to believe in yourself. And uh, my mother was the first to believe in me, followed by a stream of awesome teachers who, you know, wouldn't let me fall too far behind, uh, Although coming from a broken household. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't even try out for basketball until I was in seventh grade. I was 6'4". Uh, and as a seventh grader, as you can imagine that's pretty disgustingly tall. And, uh, I tried out for the team and I got cut because I had one on. Uh, the coach at the time had told me that it was a two arm sport. Try something else. Awesome. Um, but being there, yeah, just, it's just a broken path, man. It, it opened a window for me to succeed in a different way. Uh, I got recruited to this AAU program where this coach, uh, you know, Coach McKnight, he, he, he was the first to really step up as far as basketball goes and not only believe in me, but, Teach me to believe in myself and accept my arm, not as a you know as a disability, if you will. You always told me that disabilities are in your mind, but to actually make my greatest weakness, my greatest strength by just embracing it.
0: That coach in seventh grade, it's such a terrible thing to say to someone, but I'm sure it, it added more fuel to your fire and, and ultimately made you, you know, the great basketball player and you know you achieved something that no one else had achieved before were there other people along the way who helped you as a basketball player and and helped you achieve what you ultimately achieved which was that division 1 scholarship
2: absolutely and, and to your point you know as a redhead we're super stubborn so when someone tells <laughs> you can't do something like you want to do it all the time that
0: more. is very uh, true well
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah i i was blessed with a You know, a pretty awesome uh, high school coach uh, and then a military academy coach, Coach Fletcher Arrett, who is in the Hall of Fame of Virginia for basketball, and then um, went on to play D1 at Manhattan College in New York City uh, with Barry Rorson, who ultimately saw me as not only someone who academically, you know, got things done, but, you know, got it on the court, too. I got a full athletic scholarship, and he really, you know, believed in me, so I'm, I'm blessed to have you know, these guys who just stepped up in my life and, and really took a chance on me. And, and sometimes that's what it takes, is, is just to, you know, give somebody an opportunity who's not going to let you down.
0: So walk me through that. You, you get recruited to go to Manhattan College. When was the first time the coach saw you, and when did they approach you and say, you know what, we want you on our team, we want to offer you a scholarship?
2: I had a little bit of a, a tough time in, in high school, as I was playing very well my senior season, uh, and almost I joked that I was playing too well, I was actually featured in the Super Bowl edition of Sports Illustrated, which blew up all these other media outlets, uh, because I was playing so well with one arm, and I was getting recruited by a bunch of West Coast D1 schools, uh, and then I got a call you know, from the President or the White House saying that the President of the United States at the time was George W. Bush in his last a year in office, and he he wanted to meet me, and ended up flying out on Air Force One to meet me at San Francisco Airport. So imagine that as a high school senior who's getting a call from the White House to to meet the President of the United States because if they you know, he was inspired by me. That was a tremendous experience. Uh, That's incredible. after I met him off Air Force One, I went back to a high school game and broke my leg uh, same day, lost all well, my scholarship offers. Oh quickly. my gosh! Uh, yeah, it was really hard. Oh, yeah, I had a boot on my left foot. I, I couldn't even use a crutch on that side because it was in the left arm. So it was a, a, a very trialing time for a senior in high school who, you know, kind of put every all the chips in one basket, if you will, all the eggs in one basket to, to play basketball. So that's how I ended up at, at Fort Keeney Military Academy in Virginia. It's a prep school, almost like a fifth-year high school, playing for this legendary coach, Fletcher Arrett, who had coached there for 42 years. Uh, and he's known, you know, by everybody in basketball. He's insane. He'll, he's forgot more basketball than I'll ever know. Uh, just a tremendous human being. And he he took a chance on me and gave me the starting spot. So Manhattan College uh, was a, one of the many schools that saw me play against Brewster Academy and get matched up against this man called Thomas Robinson, who was the number one recruit in the country. Yeah. If you recall, he... Yeah, he played over at Kansas, and he had already signed. He was just getting his grades up, and, you know, he was a runner-up MVP to Anthony Davis uh, after college. So he's he's a great player, and, uh, you know, I had the game of my life. I mean, out of 100 times, he would have beat me 99 times. This just happened to be the one that, you know, I I had his number, and, uh, you know, I got recruited by, uh, you know, several different schools. But, you know, Barry Rorson being one of the best college recruiters out there uh, took me to SNL, so uh, yeah, I was like, where do I sign, man? I love New York City, so uh, it was uh, a tremendous experience to, get, to go up to the Big Apple and play ball.
0: That's amazing. So your life has been chronicled in the 2013 Oscar qualifying documentary, Long Shot. What was it like making that documentary, and congratulations on uh, that being Oscar qualifying. That's pretty incredible.
2: Yeah, thank you so much. It was a interesting experience, as you can imagine. Uh, camera crew following you around since sophomore year of high school on your up and downs. It almost, we could have made a reality show out of the footage that we had <laughs> instead of just a ninety-minute documentary. I mean, I'm sure through all your awkward phases, uh, you know, thousands and thousands of hours of footage. Uh, but but this uh, man, Franklin Martin had seen a little something in me that he couldn't, you know, pass up. He used to be uh, an old basketball player and uh, NBA trainer. And he got into the film world and started following me around with a camera crew. And, I I mean, imagine that. Imagine going to, like, a high school classroom and trying to take a test and having this guy in the corner just, like, filming you while you're trying to take a test. Like, Like, with your friends at home, everywhere you go, this guy had a camera, and it's it's strange because he was there when I met the president. He was the only press allowed beyond the red tape because, you know, we were doing the documentary, and they, they let him get very close to the president. Hmm. He was there when I broke my leg. I mean, to have everything documented yeah. is, is almost like a portal to the past, but like almost like a time capsule, if you will. And uh, through all the ups and downs, it's interesting to watch it back. I think that's such a blessing is... You know, through the ups and downs in lives, we don't really truly get to sit down and see the full picture. And I was blessed with the opportunity to see, hey, man, like <laughs> at times I get knocked to my knees. At times I, I got really, really discouraged. And uh, at the end, if you keep working and believing and pushing yourself that it's, it's all going to work out.
0: Yeah, you have certainly overcome adversity and, you know, now you're a motivational speaker and I know you've teamed with Varsity Brands, who's the leader in sports spirit and achievement to educate students and faculty about the incredible power of believing in yourself. I know that you've traveled around the world and talked to students about believing in themselves. Tell us more about that program.
2: Yeah, so I after college I went and played in Taiwan for a little bit. Had an offer from the Harlem Globetrotters to play, and then uh, ended up, you know, kind of, you know, declining the offer only because I really just truly had this passion to help people more so than than even as much as I love basketball. I just really wanted to help others and inspire others. So over a four year period of getting into youth speaking um, and traveling the country and helping others, uh, I got recognized by. By Varsity Brands, and again, like you said, I mean they're the biggest sports distributor in the world, and and it would BSN Sports and Varsity Spirit is all the cheerleading equipment, Herf Jones has all the cap and gowns, class ring, yearbooks, and you know together this entity, Varsity Brands, is a juggernaut. I mean it's the only other entity outside of the education itself that's in every single school across the country, one way or the other. Mm. And I went out and I tried to you know save this country because the youth has so much is so polluted with depression and anxiety and just pain, and it's getting worse. The youth needs a lot of help, more so than it ever has. I mean, if you take a sports team and a pro team and all your rookies are suicidal, depressed and anxious, how do you think the team's going to look in 10 years? Well, how do you think this country's going to look? So I I was on a mission to kind of save the youth, to elevate the youth, because statistically they're getting worse and worse and worse as far as just being simply happy. Simply like getting out of high school, graduating and, and like not committing suicide, it's, it's really dark and there's a lot of pain out there. But I tried it myself and I couldn't do it. So I partnered with Varsity Brands because they have 9,000 employees nationwide and they're in every school in the country to, to create an army of people who actually truly care about elevating others. We created this program called the Believe in You program that you can see on uh, YouTube. I'm the host and creator of this mini TV show. Each episode is 10 minutes long. But... What we did is we got these insane stories, like Allison Schmidt, like four-time gold medal Olympian swimmer uh, who has mental health and wellness issues. Michael Phelps is actually the one that, that elevated her, and it's all about positive affirmations. Each episode has a different theme. Mark Henry, world's strongest man, WWE superstar Olympian. We have awesome guests come on and really share their stories in a very fun, exciting, and you know, engaging way for the, uh, the kids in the classrooms. to to elevate them to, to, you know, believe in themselves in certain ways. And obviously each episode is going to connect those students in one way or the next, but uh, there's a curriculum to go with it, and it's all free through varsity brands. They're not even charging the schools for it. They're just trying to truly help. And then we have the Believe in You challenge to go with it, which is uh, essentially trying to make a community within schools to to elevate a, a sense of school spirit because the schools that have school spirit Allow kids to enjoy going to school. I know that sounds wild, but kids who aren't loved at home come to school to be loved. Kids who are loved at home come to school to learn, but kids who aren't come to school to be loved. And if they're surrounded by an environment that isn't bullying and gossip and mean and judgmental, but actually embracing, they will thrive. And I've seen it time and time again. So we're trying to make a major impact in the youth across this entire country to really help them
0: because they need to help. No, it's amazing. I have a daughter who's entering high school, so I see everything you're talking about firsthand, front row seat, and, you know, you're so right. And for someone like you to come in and help these kids and share your story and show what you've overcome, I'm sure is incredibly inspiring to them. You have a new book, Get in the Game. It's coming out in October. What led you to want to write a book?
2: As a leave behind, uh, you know, I I do have a a pretty wild story. I've known, you know, pain myself. I You know, I've lost both my parents and, uh, you know, but I've traveled the world at the same time. I, from a a son of an electrician to the face of a $3 billion company, uh, going to, you know, all 50 states, every continent but Antarctica, which I look to go to next year, I've acquired an insane amount of knowledge through mentors like Tony Robbins and other inspirational people that, really taking me under their wing Uh, so it's really a lead-behind for for you know anyone out there who who just wants to enhance their way of living Uh, and and not to say that I have it all figured out I have much to learn but again I've been blessed with perspective and uh, you know I, I can't say I've ever been happier in life and honestly without happiness you know what's what's the rest matter so it's really just a key a platform for you to truly find your purpose and to truly acquire happiness in your own way.
0: Kevin Atlas, you can follow him on Twitter at Kev underscore Atlas or on Instagram at Captain Hook for Life. Kevin, we have a lot of amazing guests on this show. You are an inspiration. Uh, Congratulations on everything that you're doing. You're truly making a difference in our world, and uh, I wish you nothing but success going forward.
2: I appreciate you so much, man. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back. Guests appearing on Sports Business Radio will receive a dress shirt from Mizzen and Maine. It's like athletic wear disguised as a dress shirt, making them great for travel. No more dry cleaning and no wrinkles. It's a shirt that has worked for thousands of customers, including hundreds of professional athletes like J.J. Watt and Phil Mickelson. It's the most comfortable dress shirt I've ever worn. Head on over to com and use promo code SBR to get $10 off your dress shirt. That's MizzenandMaine.com, code SBR. Well, that's it for this edition of Sports Business Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to our show staff, Brian Griggs and Josh Blank. Thanks to our friends at Boingo Wireless for powering our Sports Business Radio Roadshow. Follow them online at Boingo.com or on Twitter at Boingo. I want to welcome ZipRecruiter to our family of sponsors. Again, really happy to have them on board. My listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash SBR. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash SBR. Happy to have them on board. And we want to remind you all the great places you can get the Sports Business Radio podcast. We're on iTunes, we're on Spotify, Stitcher tune in. Wherever you get your podcasts, you can find Sports Business Radio. So download us for on-demand listening. Subscribe, rate, and review us as well. We always appreciate the reviews. Follow me on Twitter in between shows at SB Radio. Follow us on Instagram at Sports Business Radio. For Brian Griggs, I'm Brian Berger. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon right here on Sports Business Radio.